0: Happy almost Halloween, Suns fans. This is the Suns Jam Session podcast coming to you live after the Phoenix Suns defeat the Houston Rockets and now push the record to 5-1 and one on the season. Yeah, it's our Halloween episode, so I'm stupid is as stupid does. It happens sometimes. Have a nice day. And I'm joined by Matthew... Who is the ice king from Adventure Time.
1: <laughs> yeah, last
0: year it was my
1: costume. I actually had blue paint last year, but I'm not going to do that. I'm not even dressing up tomorrow, but this is leftovers.
0: So that's what the jam session people get is leftovers from Matthew and no blue paint <laughs> on his face. Awesome <laughs> stuff. Alex Kroll. I'm convinced Void is actually Jesus. Yep.
1: Hippie Jesus, dude. I, I'm Forrest
0: Gump. <laughs> People call me Forrest Gump. The seat was taken tonight, and the Phoenix Suns would not allow the Houston Rockets to sit down. They didn't even give them a chance to lead in this game. It's a fun game tonight, man. It's a fun game. Playing Houston is always, uh, it's always interesting because you take a look at a team like the Houston Rockets, and it reminds you of Once Upon a Time, back when the Phoenix Suns were potentially, or parentally, I'm sorry, a, a lottery team, and were trying to build assets through the draft. And I think that the Houston Rockets have done done a lot better job than the Phoenix Suns have building assets through the draft. I mean, we got Booker, we had like Warren and then we went Booker and then we just kind of went apeshit for a while there. You know, it was like Bender and Len and Chris and you. I mean, just it was just like a bunch of guys who sucked, whereas they brought in a bunch of really, really good athletic guys. And, you know, they made they made a game of it tonight, Matthew. Yeah, it
1: was kind of like I thought it would be like a scrimmage in the first like few minutes it seemed like you know the Suns would have their way. But you're right, dude, the Houston Rockets they have big athletic dudes. Like they're just they're an annoyance. It's, it kind of reminds me of when you talk about USC as a football team. Yeah. How they're just they're just totally big. just athletic, big. That's them. And they're well pieced together. We'll see how it works out. Um they talk a lot. They seem like they communicate. Sometimes not in the in the right way on the court, but you can sell it. you can see that they care. Unlike some of our old draft picks who didn't give a shit.
0: <laughs> yeah, they they were getting into it a little bit on the court, weren't they? Yeah, that's fine. I like to see that, right? Or no? Yeah, of course, of course. When it's a it's the opposition, it sucks. When it's like our team, and we've seen that in the past with our team when they start yelling at each other, yelling on the sidelines, it's like you don't want that. That's a bad culture. You know, the, the Houston Rockets, again, young team, uh, have won only one game on the season. I didn't want to make it two tonight. They went three and on this week. Uh, fantastic week for the Phoenix Suns. And I think that, you know, again, on, on Devin Booker's birthday, he came in. He came. Uh, he, he, Thomas Donette says it in the chat. Rockets will be tough three to five years. I agree with that. I agree with that. If they keep it together, things if are they su- keep it together. Things
1: are always traded around. These players are gone next year. Like I wouldn't be surprised if they have like one player on that team left over for next year. That's just the way the NBA is, you know. What? In the NFL, you can build a team kind of, but the NBA, everyone switches around so much. I feel like.
0: Yeah, uh, let's see. My Metal Mike asks, "What is your background, Lissy?"
1: Oh, it's my house. I'm the uh, Ice King, so that's my pad. That's where I live at
0: ice king from adventure time for those of you who advent-
1: don't... yeah oh because there's <laughs> the ice king from uh game of thrones huh is that the ice king
0: um maybe
1: yeah i think that's like the the main dude ice king yeah
0: well shit well you're the ice king from adventure time i'm forrest forrest gump people call me forrest gump this is my bubba gump shrimp <laughs> company hat right here and uh Mama said, life is like a box of chocolates. You never know when the sun's going to whoop that ass. <laughs> All right. All right. Fun show. Again, welcome to the Sun's Jam Session podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at Foya. You can follow Matthew on Twitter. I'm Matthew Lizzie. And of course, follow the show at Sun's Jam on Twitter because you never know when you're going to have an opportunity to, uh, to win a little bit of money. The Sun's Jam Session. Bet on it. 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 Brought to you by Sahara Betts the newest place to win some money. So before the game today and and every game day, we're throwing a little bet out there through uh, Sahara Bets. Today was the over-under on Phoenix Suns total points, 120.5, Matthew. Uh, 84% of our Jamsters voted on that and said that, you know what, the Suns are going to hit the over on that. They did. It was 124. I thought that was a really, really good line. It was a tough one because you just didn't know exactly how the game was going to go. But that being said, uh, we're gonna do a shout out to Joe from Charlotte at Legendary Joey. He is our winner. He said ov pro- over probably around one twenty five. He's the winner. He gets some free bets from uh, Sahara bets. So congratulations to him. Congratulations to everyone else here, just for watching. Just for watching.
1: Congrats, everyone, and uh, <laughs> I love the Suns. That- <laughs>
0: very well said
1: <laughs> i'm so confused by myself <laughs> i keep seeing myself i don't, I don't even know what's going on and i was looking up kendall jenner someone said kendall jenner's halloween costume did you look at it so i was looking it up it's pretty nice
0: <laughs> what was it
1: it's uh what's a, the woody not woody's girlfriend from toy story what's her name
0: daisy or something
1: yeah the second no the second one
0: yeah the cowgirl one right cowgirl yeah yeah yeah, yeah i don't remember all right, well, that's what she was. <laughs> <I'm not> very <laughs> anti-climatic. I'm like, yeah, fuck it. Well, it's a reminder, subscribe, rate, and review wherever you are. Listen to this podcast. If you're watching along live on YouTube, hope you're dressed up, too. Hit that thumbs up button. And, uh, Matthew, I know you're popping a nice cold beer open tonight, right? I am, yeah. I got us uh, me uh, latex uh, lavender right here. Nice. And I had me about 15 Dr. Peppas. So I'm going to have me one more Dr. Peppa. And uh, pop them if you got them, sons fans. <laughs> Let's talk about this win over them. Houston Rockets go back to Greenbow, Alabama. 24-109 victory by the Phoenix Suns. And although they ended up winning by a total of 15 points, didn't always feel that close. Brings me to my first question. Matthew, I got to ask. Matthew, I got to ask. Were you surprised when Monty Williams chose to go with Bismack Biombo over Jock Landell to start this game?
1: No, not to start. I, I knew Bismack would be the guy just because last game, he came out in the second half and played with the first unit. Looks so good. Um, You know, I would say maybe his chemistry with Chris Paul helped that, but I feel like Chris Paul does such a good job with all the big men. But it just shows you, like, the, the way that he was receiving the ball all night from Chris Paul, like, he just knows what to do. And, I mean, Chris Paul makes big men look like that, but it just seems so simple for him. And they haven't had a whole lot of, like, on-the-court time together. Um, but I was more shocked, of course. We'll probably talk about it, but Sarage didn't play at all. So that yeah, was really fucking up. That's what weird. I'm more shocked at. It of. seemed like a you know, Aiden being gone, there was a hole in my soul. I was like, who's? there's a lot of minutes missing from somebody. And I'm like, Oh yeah, it's Aiden, the, but then also Sarich. I'm like, I don't know what's going on there, but No, John, I was not
0: surprised. No, and I don't think I was either. Uh, I think we talked about a little bit on the last podcast how Jock Landell thrives with that second team unit. He's kind of the heartbeat, the soul, if you will. Maybe campaigns the heartbeat, but he's definitely like the the muscles. You know, he's he's the hammer. You know, he's he's the one who executes and leads with aggressiveness and force. So I didn't think that Monty Williams would, you know, kind of swirl up and 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 take that whole first team unit and flip it on its head simply to put jock out there because <clears throat> jock needs a little bit more usage than bismack does bismack can kind of fall back and play the role in which he's kind of uh, excels at and, and you saw that i mean at the end of the day bismack biombo won for one from the field he had 5 points cuz he uh ended up at the free throw line a bunch he had only 5 rebounds he had all those fouls initially but he had five block shots, Matthew. Like that's where Biz Biyombo comes in. That's where, you know, if you're gonna talk about biz biz. 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 Oh my God. You know, that's that's where he excels. And it was interesting to your point how I mean he he had three fouls in his first nine minutes played. And then Jock came out, he had four fouls in the first half, and they brought in Tori Craig to play the five, to end that first half, rather than bringing in Dario Saric. Why? Like, why not just throw Dario out there a little bit? I just, again, there's a little hole in my heart, a little hole in my soul. And, you know, kudos to Monty, because he's sticking to his guns like he typically does. You know, it's like the Suns are losing. Because if the Suns are losing, we'd be like, where the fuck is Dario? We'd start, like, riding in the streets. No one would know what we're riding about. We'd be dressed in our costumes <laughs> as such, and there's, like, that guy's yelling dar dario what the fuck is a dario like (laughs) they would have no idea what's going on but at the same time like i was interested how he didn't get any play tonight but you know good bad or indifferent uh he's healthy you know he's not getting injured if he's uh
1: supposedly on the bench the whole
0: time i guess i don't know i saw like a some they cut to him on the bench and somebody was giving him like a back massage dario's living a dream right now man well, was it who was it someone that worked with the team? Yeah, was, like, I Tom think so. Brady's guy, or no, no, it, it was uh, it was Kendall Jenner dressed up as Jesse from Toy Story <laughs> 2.
1: Hey, <laughs> man, yeah, I guess Booker wouldn't care by now. I mean, they've been so they've been together for so long, you got to start sharing. I think that uh, the the thing is with Sarge, I think it's a trade, it has to be because, like he said, he's healthy, he was getting a back massage, but if he was hurt, they would say something. Now that he's just sitting there, and this is a game where. These guys coming off the bench, especially Biombo, they're playing extended minutes they're not used to. It is a team that you know. I mean, you can kind of get away with some sloppy play like the Suns kind of had tonight, and still pull out at the end like they did. Like they knew that was going. I think that was the whole game plan: just keep it close and then pull away. I guess towards the end, maybe. But having that that being said, I just think that the it's it's a strange thing because Saric can bring a lot to a game like this where he can just you know get his feet underneath him. I mean, he hasn't played in forever. He was playing in the European Basketball League, but there's, there's just this. There's a difference between that and now, where he has to kind of get into shape if he wants to be on this team. And you can just tell it's not going to be it. That is just weird to me because I'm just like, how do you sit there and you know they might be behind the scenes working out a trade, and you're just sitting there waiting to be traded? That must be such a weird feeling. I know that's part of the business, whatever, mm-hmm. but still, it's just it's very strange and you know, it's 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 kind of out there to where we kind of know now it was kind of a thing where we speculated, but it's like, we know now it's going to be a trade. It has to be.
0: Yeah. It's gotta be. But I like what low Sun says in the chat, he says, or he's not in basketball shape yet or mentally not ready. And I think that could be a part of it as well. You know, we don't really? know if, if Dario, you know, I mean, basketball shape. Yeah. I feel like he was on his way back considering playing in the Euro league, but maybe mentally he's just not there. And I think at the end of the day, it all comes down to one simple thing. Is the guy who's taking his minutes is playing out of his mind? Jesus, this is a nice limo. Yes, it is. Now suck my jock, Landale. Jock played 23 minutes tonight, was six of nine from the field, had 16 points, had seven total rebounds. Uh, I mean, you know, just another fantastic and. what, 16 points? I think those all came in the first half, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, all those came in the first half. I mean, he was the one, it was him and Devin Booker who just kept this team afloat. And as you mentioned, like, you know, this is one of those, you know, uh, quit playing with your food kind of games, right? Like Because the the Suns were, they were playing with their food tonight, if you will. The the Houston Rockets had no business being in this game. But the Phoenix Suns decided, you know what, we're going to shoot 43s tonight. And we're only going to make 12 of them. We're going to shoot 30 from beyond the arc. We're going to get out-rebounded in this game, uh, 36-49. to And that's a recipe for disaster if you do that. If you let a team out-rebound you by 13 and you shoot 30% from beyond the arc in shooting 40 shots, like you are asking to have a team like the Houston Rockets stay in this game as long as possible. Uh, But because of Jock Landell and and Devin Booker, but those high-efficiency shots, the putbacks, you know, the fact that Landell, of those seven rebounds that he had, uh five of them were on the offensive end. Yeah. That was absolutely massive for this team tonight.
1: I feel like he grabbed like almost every Devin Booker miss uh tonight and just put it right back in. But Jock dude, he I swear he's getting bullied around a lot. I'm not saying bullied like he's getting taken advantage of, but just these guys think they can push him around and sometimes like they can. But it's always like the next possession where Before he got bullied around a little bit, gave up an offensive rebound. Then he's like, all right, now I got to step up a little bit. Then he kind of takes over. Then he's kind of just like unstoppable in a way where he just was always there for the board, always tipping it. And he's always a guy you don't have to worry about him kind of taking the night off. I mean, it is Halloween tomorrow. You got the parties. You got Devin Booker's birthday tonight. It's just a game. It's kind of like it's like the it's like the school day or the work day Wednesday before Thanksgiving or something like that. Right. It's kind of like you just you just want to get it over with. That's what that, that's what it seemed like with the Rockets. The Rockets are that Wednesday right before Thanksgiving, where it's just it's a shitty game. It's like, dude, I know we're gonna win this, but we have to go out there and perform. And this team, of course, will not take a night off, but jock, you don't have to worry about that, dude. The way he opens the door for those passes inside, too, he like creates a, an entry yeah. where he just like he'll box out his guy. And he just makes it easy for whoever has the ball at the top of the key to give him the ball. Like that's just his thing. And he keeps doing that over and over again where he's just making it easy for him and himself and his teammates, man. It's, it's something that is, uh, continually impressing me because it's something that I didn't expect to last this long. I actually thought he would be a guy that was like every other night, he'd be like, you know, the guy to kind of take over off the bench it's so consistent it's happening all the time man and his brother jake paul's there to to cheer him on dude i'm super (laughs) excited for this guy right now he has his family moving into town so very yeah
0: i guess jake paul was uh there you know obviously he had the fight at diamond desert arena or whatever the fuck it's called uh last night and I guess he was there, you know, to help out with the dunks during the second quarter. And everyone was like, yeah, oh, boo. And they booed him and such. But uh, <laughs> no, you're, no, you're right. I mean, the, the, the crazy thing about Jock, to your, to your point, Matthew, is his consistency. Like, you know, every every game getting this version of him has been unbelievably impressive, you know. And he's a guy who could start for Houston. I think that's uh without a doubt. You know, we were having that conversation probably about two or three pods ago. It's like, is he a starter in the NBA? Well, for Houston, he is. You bet your ass he is. Uh he yeah. had a crazy, he had a crazy good second quarter. Um, he has above average hands. He you know that game, um <clears throat> you know tips in basketball? Yeah, yeah. He's the guy who dominates at tips. Cause like that's what he was doing all night. It's like Devin Booker missed, he's like tip you know 2 points 2 points 2 points i mean he mm-hmm. was doing that shit all night long and you know again the fact that he plays with such energy and such consistency for this team is something that i i hope continues for the season because you know the 5 and 1 phoenix suns everyone's talking about the cohesiveness of their bench unit and it really starts with jock landell and the energy that he brings and the efficiency that he brings the fact that he can come in and again we're not giving you know we're not losing the plus minus to the opposition's bench units because of players like Jock Landell. He puts the ball in the basket. Now, overall on, on the night, you know, uh, he was a zero plus minus. And, and even that, like, that's what you want. It's when your bench units give it like negative 10, negative 15. That's when you lose games. And if you look at like the, uh, the Rockets, like that's kind of what happened to them is a lot of their secondary guys come in and they're just young. They don't know how to score. They don't know how to play in that manner or be that efficient. And ultimately that hurts your team.
1: Yeah. Keep the game, even keep it, just keep the momentum up. Keep like the, the distraction of, I feel like when you're on the bench and you're coming in with the bench unit <clears throat> on the opposing team, sometimes other teams, you know, it's like, there's a lot of mismatches out there. And I think when another team's out over on the, on the bench waiting to come in, they see jock come out. I think it's something where it's kind of like, Oh, I know these guys, they, they want to go and prove a point, but it must be frustrating because I think a lot of guys, especially like when they retire or whatever, they always talk about the dudes that, oh, I hate that fucking guy. God, I hated going against him. Like they might never admit it right now, but Jock, I think right oh, now yeah. is that guy where people are like, dude, I hated that guy. I didn't want to play that. And I like Eddie Johnson would talk about like, you know, just they go off about these dudes they hated. And he's that guy.
0: He is. Well, he beats people to spots. He's got some Dennis Rodman to him because like he is instinctively a great rebounder. And that's one of those things, again, that until we saw the tape, until we saw him actually play, you know, it was just kind of assumed. It's You looked at his numbers. Yeah. You saw that he played in the NBL in Australia, and he was an MVP down there. So you know he has an, uh, some ability. But how does that truly translate to the NBA? Well, what we're seeing game in and game out is how it translates. It's, you know, he has these instincts that are just, they got to drive the opposition crazy. They they yeah. box out correctly. They do everything right. And he's, he, he's jumping to the left when they're boxing out on the right, and they're like, Because he knows that that's where the ball is going to end up. You know, but again, like, you have to keep that momentum going when the starters are off because you got people like Devin Booker who need him. Big Dick Booker. Point performance for Devin Booker. He did so on 24 shots tonight. He was 14 of 24, one of seven from beyond the arc. He added six assists and had three total rebounds. Uh, He did have a steal as well. Devin Booker, 26 years old, man. 26 years old, Devin Booker is on this team. And you take a look at it, you know, he's been playing since the team since, or with the team since he was 19 years old. And who he is and who he's become as a player is just unbelievable because, you know, when I take a look at my notes, uh, what I wrote next to Devin Booker is just, he's so good. Like he's just Mm -hmm. so good, you know, and he's somebody who currently, he is 6th overall in points in Phoenix Suns history. He's 2nd in points per game at 23.6. He's ninth in assists. He's 7th in field goals made. He's 2nd in 3-point made. And 6th in free throws made. He's the 6th youngest guy to hit, uh, to have as many points as he has at the age of 26. I mean, what he does and how he does it night in and night out, it's almost pedestrian because you just expect it. But another 30-point game, 4 out of the 6 games to start the season, He's averaging 20, 29 point, I think six points per game now. I mean, it's just, it's ridiculous how, how smooth and how easy he makes it look.
1: Yeah. And I think he was kind of surprised tonight. I mean, he started zero for three mm-hmm. and I just think he kind of thought like um, it'd be an easier game, but a lot of it was kind of wide open early for him, but I don't think he's really used to that. And I think he wasn't as determined to really shoot the ball as much or, you know, make a play when he started 0 for three, he just seemed kind of hesitant. And some of his passes were kind of lame tonight where they were almost turnovers. Like he was in the lane a few times just throwing it at people's feet. Really fucking strange.
0: Mm-hmm. It was kind of a weird like night. like Kyler with... Murray. Yes,
1: yeah. But yeah, he throws it at people's torsos, all right? Can he, I don't or hits him in the torso every time. I don't even know.
0: He hits him in the back, back of the head. <laughs> My
1: team has scored 49 points today, so. Yeah, I don't... yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh. Woo! I think that... um yeah, Booker found it easy tonight, but sometimes he just I feel like he could have just kept shooting in the first quarter. It just was a weird game from him still, but he still put up big numbers. And then, of course, he comes in with uh, Chris Paul in the end, and they kind of finish it off. Um, yeah. He was kind of held off too late. I like how how Monty kind of kept his guys in coming in super early in the fourth. Like he just kind of waited till like the four or five minute mark. Yeah. and then they came in. Um, because I just, he wanted to play the bench more and of course he didn't play Sarge, but those guys kind of seem like they were spent, you know, going into the fourth final final five minutes. So Booker comes in, hits a big shot. Chris Paul does it. Then they're ready to go. It just, I think these kind of games throw off a competitor like Devin Booker, where they're a young team in the Rockets and they don't know how to defend them. And it's just, he's looking for certain things on offense and it's not there from the other defender. So I think it kind of throws him off a little bit. And that's what it looked like tonight. It just looked yep. like
0: he was just a little lost <laughs> tonight. Is that, you know? is that what it looked like? Yeah, just it looked, a tiny bit. It looked but like it's still he was,
1: fucking great numbers, man.
0: Well, it looked like he was thinking about his birthday party tonight. He's just like, he came out, he's a little distracted. He's like, yeah, we're playing against the Rockets. So, you know, I'm going to come out a little distracted, you know, short arm in a couple shots, uh, had a ton of open threes. I mean, the threes they took, he was one for seven. The threes were yeah. wide open. I mean, he was wide open. All exactly. Night. I don't know. I don't know how how he got so open. But then I remembered. It. It's like, hey, they're playing the Houston Rockets. Uh, <laughs> Toddie Mason, one of our elite jamsters in the chat. If you want to become an elite jamster, hit the join button on the YouTube channel. Says you guys see the MVP power rankings had Mitchell at number that number four and Booker at number nine. Shake my head.
1: This is gonna happen all year.
0: It is. That's exactly. Because Mitchell will get stay. really good numbers
1: with that team, dude.
0: Yeah, he's he's averaging thirty two point two uh right now and he's doing so in an efficient manner he's in and like you said he's going to get a ton of points on that team Luka Doncic right now is averaging 36.7 points a game 367 <laughs> like I know it's early it's 6 games in for the for the Mavs 367 for Luka I think he had 44 tonight you know so Devin Booker who's you know just shy of 30 like you know what he'll be efficient he'll have great numbers what I want from Devin Booker this year is two things one, I want a championship, and he wants a championship. And two, I want him to break Tom Chambers' 27.2. Like, that's that means more than a scoring title to me. Dev, Donovan Mitchell can score fucking 45 points a game. I don't give a shit, as long as the Suns win the playoffs.
1: Yeah, and he's out in the, east, in the east side. And what what sucks is like last year is everyone was off of Mitchell. Now he gets traded. Now it's going to come back around. That, that conversation where a lot of people had the Mitchell and Booker thing, it's going to come back because the number is going to be there for Mitchell. Mitchell will have a lot of, oh, shit, moments this year. And now we have to defend Booker again that he's better than Mitchell, which he is. Yes. It's just Mitchell has a good team around him. He plays in the east. And now it's just like, he has his time to really go off. Like he wants to prove himself even more this year now in Cleveland.
0: Well, and I think that another thing that benefits him in Cleveland is something that we're going to see on Tuesday will hurt him in Utah. When we play the Timberwolves on Tuesday, a big problem that they're having right now is the, the the paint is pretty clogged up with Rudy Gobert. Like that's just kind of who he is. Right. (laughs) So like Spider Mitchell, as great as he was in Utah, still had a challenge, like trying to get to the hoop a lot of times because the defense and the gravity that lived around Rudy Gobert would be sucked in when he would go there. They don't have that there now, man. They got Jared Allen. They got Evan Mobley. These guys know how to play on the perimeter. So it opens up the lanes for him. And he's just, I mean, every night it's a highlight dunk. Every night it's a highlight dunk for Spider Mitchell. So, again, like, score 45 a night, man. Do what you do. Score your jersey number. Like, as long as Devin Booker, like, him scoring 30 points a game is just awesome to me. I just It's everything I want from Devin Booker. Yeah, me too. Mick G blue in the chat says, do we think book is a lock as a fan vote in all-star this year or just a coach media vote in what no, do you he'll think?
1: never, he'll never be the fan vote. I don't ever see it. There's I just think, so many, I think you're there's right. I think it's just the highlights over book. I really do. I think it's just what people see. And I mean, if Mitchell was having this year in Utah, again, then it would be another competition with that. But you have Luca. I don't even know if he'll be a point guard this year. I think he was a four last year, but it's always like the thing with him. Well, now that Chris Paul's kind of out of the picture too, that yeah, helps. Yeah,
0: that's what I'm saying.
1: But I, I just think it's always going to be an issue, dude. Ja and Steph Curry, those are always going to be the guys, as long as they're healthy and putting up big numbers and big flashy highlights, they're going to be the number one and two. And it sucks, but that's just the way it is. And I'll settle for that. I don't really give a shit, right? <laughs> we, yo, we got excited yo last right, year. you Matthew. But... You're
0: right. That's yeah, just right. the way it is you have magic legs jenny no you're right 100 he'll be a coach media vote in because every coach and media knows that dem booker is an elite guy but yeah when you have steph curry and john morant doing what they do and and just creating highlight reels i mean when you watch devin booker highlight reels it's just him hitting middies all day long guess what like People don't get off on the midi. They get off on the the long threes and turn it around before it even goes in the hoop and the highlight dunks that John Morant does. And that's what gets you as starters in the the all-star game. What's interesting will be in the all-star game when Devin Booker's out there playing, notice that he'll be in there at the end of the game when it matters because if they're trying to win, they know that Devin Booker's a winner and that's when they want him in there
1: yeah i guess so i don't
0: know sure why not
1: <laughs> no i just i think honestly yeah i guess he is but tonight was kind of like there's some plays he made and i'm like what the fuck like sometimes i'm like that's just so fucking stupid what are you doing like he still it's, has those moments it's just, but... exp- of course every player
0: does though yeah every player I does i know I so know. god nobody's perfect except though. michael jordan Whites, cameron action <laughs> Cameron Johnson tonight looking a little bit better, looking a little bit better out there. He was uh, seven for fifteen. He shot the second most field goal attempts for the Phoenix Suns tonight. He had nineteen points. Matthew five of eleven from beyond the arc and seven total rebounds. How happy are you with his performance this evening?
1: Uh, I was okay. I think what most of them came in the fourth quarter, right? A lot of those shots. I'm actually trying to look up his shot chart really quick because I think a lot of those f- threes, yeah, three of them came in the fourth quarter. So the That's two when he corner threes. His
0: threes, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I think that it's good to look at the box score and see seven makes in the five of them are threes. But then, I mean, there's a, there's a thing inside of me where it's like in a game like this, where you're playing against the Rockets team that have that don't know. They don't know how to defend, right? They're just bodies that are very athletic and big, like we mentioned before, but they don't know how to defend. So I wanted to see him attack the basket more and do more of that. It wasn't too crazy. There wasn't anything that really stood out for me. I know that they mentioned like he watches his highlights after every game, of himself, you know, just watching how he can improve. And that's good. I just feel like this dude has a little bit of a longer way to go before he's actually cemented as, like, a number four or fourth or number four for this team, like, going forward. It just there's a lot of things missing still from his game, I think. Um, and a win like this, though, so it's just I feel like it cures all. Towards the end, you know, five minutes, it's still kind of not, not really a close game, but the Suns aren't blowing them out. But then you get like the threes from Cam, like oh yeah, Cam, nice. Like there you go, those are the big shots. Yeah, but that's, that's him. what he. At but that's at what the end of the game. Yeah, that's that's what he does for sure, and I love that so much. <clears throat> there are just things that he needs to work on getting to get into the rim and all that shit. He'll figure it out. But those are the things he needs to improve on and show us that he has in his arsenal before we can actually submit him as that fourth guy. I just I think he has a little bit of a longer way to go. Maybe after the All Star break, we'll start seeing more of that. But. It's a long season, man. So that's the one guy because I feel like McHale's kind of who he is now. Yeah, and, D, and I, DA and I is. like who he is. Me too. Yeah, and then Da is too. So Cam is our one guy we're gonna be watching this whole year to see how he does.
0: Whoa, Matthew just pulled the Whoa. beard down. That was that was terrifying. Falling
1: down, so I just pulled it down. Wow,
0: wow. it's like man, for you the for those of you listening, you are missing out. I'm telling you, go to the YouTube channel. Uh, you can see me what I look like with hair. You can see what Matthew looks like if he was like. 700 years old he kind of looks like the the guy like i'm mr snow miser i'm mr snow or whatever <laughs> what is that, what from, is like, that Bill, the, like the rudolph like oh yeah yeah remember? It, was, it, was, it was chris kringle it was chris kringle oh
1: the one yeah. we yeah that guy the, was
0: creepy the story of chris kringle yeah that guy was creepy the daddy warlock that was the ice
1: king that was the ice king too
0: <laughs> metal mike says voida looks like his name should be jethro <laughs> All right, man. Here's what I gotta tell you about the Phoenix Suns. Right? Yeah. Here's what I gotta tell you about Cam uh, Johnson. Not, like, here's how I look at Cameron Johnson. He's a complimentary player. Like, is he a starting four? Yes. Do we have expectations for him within the confines of that role? Absolutely. But when he when he goes for 19 and seven, like that's that's where I want him to live. Like, if he yeah. can live at 19 and seven, like you were saying, that he has stated, he goes back and he looks at his highlights at the end of every game. So what you're telling me is he spends like three minutes on YouTube because it's like he doesn't have a ton of highlights, right? Like he just doesn't have a lot there yet. He's not built into that. He's growing into his game. He's growing into what his role truly is with that starting unit. It's not the same as the previous unit where, you know, he was the aggressor. He was the three-point shooter. He was the guy who would take it to the rim all the time. Like there's a lot of deferment that has to occur. When you're playing around Devin Booker, when you're playing around Mikhail Bridges, DeAndre Ayton, when he's healthy, Chris Paul, obviously. So I think that he's learning a little bit how to get to his spots and just be ready. Cause that's what it's going to be with him. It's the same thing as Jay, right? When Jay was a starting four, he wasn't out there trying to create offense. How many? I think we can count on the, on one hand how many times he actually drove into the lane. He's just a catch through shoot three-pointer. You know, yeah. that, that that's where he lived. Cameron Johnson has more athletic ability, and I think our expectations are higher of that. But I think that what he did tonight is you almost saw him work it out throughout the game, right? Early in the game, he was, you know, trying a little too hard, trying to get to spots, trying to create and off the bounce and, and shoot threes rather than just being a catch-and-shoot-three guy. He had that one great drive, and he just, like, missed the layup. That was kind of frustrating. And by the fourth quarter, you know, yeah, he settled in and realized, like, listen, I just need to hang out over here in the corner. Uh, book's going to hit me. I'm going to be open. And in that fourth quarter, he was three of five from the field. And that's, it, those were all threes. He was three or four from beyond the arc. He had nine of his 17 points there. And those were big points because that's when we were kind of at that point of the game where it's like, listen, how are the Rockets still in this thing? Why are the Phoenix Suns? And and, and I already mentioned how, like the three-point shooting and the lack of rebounding. Uh, I'm like, we, we got to put this team away. It, at no time did we fear that this team, would, that we would lose to this team. But still, it was just like, come on, man, like get this thing over with. And it was just like three yeah. Johnson threes and you know game over
1: and even if we were to pull away then it's always like the comeback of the Rockets so I feel like in these games where we go into it we're like you know what it shouldn't be a game and I said that earlier I'm like this should not be a game you're like yeah I agree but then also there's always those runs these team makes these teams make so it's never going to be a pull away unless you go up by 40 or 30 like then it's like okay like this game might be over in the third quarter yeah but it's just it's just whenever the Suns want to turn it on now, it's kind of like the way DA used to be the last few years, where it's like when he wants to play, he'll play. Now it's like the Suns will do the same thing. But it wasn't like it's not like they strained their selves, themselves too much, though, to put it away. It was just kind of easy. It was kind of weird. It was like when they started hitting those threes and stuff, I was like, all right, get ready for the pod and just hearing it in the background, I'm like, oh my God, this game's over. You know what I mean? So yeah.
0: uh yeah, itchy stuff over here. Itchy stuff, indeed. Well, and I'll tell you this. You know, one thing to note about the Phoenix Suns is after this game, they have a 106.2 defensive rating, which is fourth best in the league. Is right? it? Wow. Yep. They have a 118.5 offensive rating, which is second best in the league. And they have a 12.3 net rating, which is number one in the league. So the Phoenix Suns are doing just Very fine. Nice. They're doing yes. just fine. So I think that we can, we can, you know, again, there, there's opportunity always uh, across the board, but I do think that again, obviously, as Sun- as fans of the Suns, we know that they're in a good place. Oh yeah, maybe. Today I met this cat. He said his name was Damian. He thinks that we're a lot alike and wants to be my friend. I did want to talk a little bit about Damian Lee. I, th- you know, it's Damian Lee is kind of what we were talking about with Jock Landell, right? Like we thought Jock, we'd get a good game every one or two games, you know, maybe even every three games. All of a sudden it's like, hey, there was a really good Jock Landell game, and Jock's just been absolutely spectacular for the field. Uh, but when you talk about Damian Lee, he's that guy. He's the guy who's like every three or four games, we're going to get a good game from him uh, tonight. You know, wasn't anything spectacular, but he 11 minutes, he had five points. Uh, and they, I think they all came from the free throw line. He was 0 of one from the field. And it was, it was deep, uh, but he had that little kerfuffle, which was kind of funny for those of you who watched the game. You know, there was a play in which uh, they were, the Suns were inbounding the ball he got fouled because one of the young guys whose last name started with junior uh, kind of held, held up on him and you know, he kind of put his hands up and then he kind of walked through two guys. Yeah. Yeah. Was called cause they were getting all pissed. And then like, he was just kind of like laughing and walking away from it. And he kind of looked like the guy who backs his car into you and then tells you it was no big deal. He's like, no, 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 it's no big deal. No, it's no, no, no big deal. You're like, dude, you just hit my fucking car. He's like, no, nah, no, nah, no big deal. And like, that's what Damian looked like for me. Well, you know, but but defensively, his effort defensively in every appearance that he has is something that I've been really uh, appreciative of. He's somebody who really plays bigger than who he is.
1: Mm, Sorry, hairball. I had to clear it out of there. Uh, (laughs) I feel safe with the dude. I do. I I think I know what you're talking about. He runs your car. I mean, as long as there's not a baby on board, if that sticker's not on there, then it's okay. Yeah, I think he can just, you know, (laughs) just drive away after that. Uh he's, uh, he's a dude that uh plays really good against really bad teams. Like before, I said, like, yeah, he's gonna be the good guy against bad teams, but I think it has to be really shitty teams for him to get minutes to come in, unless there's injuries. I do still trust him on the court, I just don't think he does too much that we expected. Um, I think just the first game was just so killer with that, you know, the, the game-winning shot and all that. You're like, oh, dude, this guy. Like, we have a big shot dude to come off the court. But I don't see that a whole lot. I see him coming off the court, and, of course, he was 5-for-5 five five from the free throw line. That's good. He's a physical guy. And you kind of want to have that tiff against this team in the Rockets where they they think they can, like – they're talking a lot of shit. There's a
0: lot of Yeah, stuff they were the talking a lot play. of shit. It was, it was like, nonstop. But, yeah, it was, but what was funny we, about – that that play, like, Damian Lee walked over to the Suns bench. And, like, all the Suns were kind of like, yeah, whatever. And all the Rockets were, like, looking down there. They were all just down there, like, talking yeah. shit down to the Suns because, like, they're that young team that the Suns used to be, right? Like, they were ready to just talk shit and engage and get fucking 10 technicals just like the Suns used to always do, man.
1: Yeah. And then they ruin it. They get too aggressive. And, you know, sometimes you see this too, where it's like, it's a closer game towards the end. And then that, that thing happens with Lee. And then it kind of pulls away from them because they get too crazy. They get too into the technicals. And then all of a sudden we're shooting 10 free throws in a row because they just get too aggressive. And that's, that's because they're so young and they'll figure that out. But the the talking shit thing's gonna happen to the Suns all year long, of course. And I mean all every NBA team they they have that every matchup, there's always a shit talking. But now it's like gonna be up a notch. I mean, there's always gonna be things said about the Suns in last season, and then even these young teams that they think they can take advantage of that. So I think it's okay. Oh, and I wanted to ask you really quick about Chris Paul. Did you see his uh there was like an interview about him saying like the Suns are the hunters or the hunted? I don't know, and he was talking about this year. Oh, okay. Never mind. I'll I, talk about I, it later. I did not
0: see that. I didn't okay. see that. Okay. I don't
1: that. remember the whole thing. I was asking if you actually heard what he said. I just misheard him. So I, he said something I didn't like, but I think I misheard him. So Never Okay. Mind.
0: Well yeah, you have to send me that interview and then we'll review it on the next pod. Okay. <laughs> the uh <laughs> d- do you think that the this young Rockets team will grow out of that shit talking mentality? No. It, like- it doesn't matter. Fuck him. I don't care. Keep talking <laughs> shit all the time, you stupid Rockets. Do whatever you want to do over there. We need to bring my mom on here and do that to her.
1: So it actually means like it it doesn't matter to me anymore if that happens. So
0: (laughs) it makes someone feel really bad. Uh, Yeah. Well, you got me the other day and that made me feel really bad. So you got sick off of it. You're all sick tonight. Yeah. I don't know if you guys can tell, but like I'm sick. Like my my sciatic nerve is killing me as per usual because I still haven't had that fixed. So and then I cough. I'm coughing because I'm sick. And every time I cough, my sciatic nerve fires. So, if, oh, I'm just in pain. I mean, I'm, in, I'm Dude, in And you gotta pain. wash your hair, too. <laughs> oh, man, which, which is a great segment. You know, it's time to, uh, uh, you know, when I talk about being in pain. <laughs> Here comes the pain. Because that's what I'm in. I'm in pain. But Cameron Payne tonight looked absolutely fantastic. Five of twelve from the field. He was two of seven from beyond the arc. It felt like he had a little, a couple more makes there. Uh, But he had twelve points, had four assists. You know, twelve and four. You know, we've talked about this. It, it, you get double figures from Payne, and you get like four or five assists. Like it's a, it's a solid game from campaign.
1: Yeah, but also like when he first came in the game, he's like, "Give me the ball, give me the ball." Like coming out of balance, he's just so excited to be there. You could tell like the flow in his step. He's just, he's really feeling it, and he came out great. Uh, he hit a, he hit his three and then he had a nice pass to uh jock inside again. And you go like, okay, more of that, more of that. And then it kind of, kind of stopped a little bit. It kind of seemed like there was one play guy. I cannot remember what it was, but I remember his, like, I think he turned the ball over. It, like he turned the ball over. I think he threw it too hard at Craig and it kind of went off his chest or his shoulder and went out of bounds. Sounds like a Kyler Murray path. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Dude. 49 points. So I, and I was just thinking like, Oh, here we go, man. Like if, if pain is like, if he just gets in his head, it's going to be, it's going to be a long night. Cause he does, he made that play and he was kind of like grabbing his head and like, Oh, why did I do that? But like, that's the thing he doesn't really do. If he's having a good game, like throughout tonight, it kind of seemed like he did kind of take a little bit of a step back after such a good start, but then he hit a big three late in the game. And just seemed like the passing kind of stopped, like the flow of the offense, like but him and Craig, and uh him craig and jock they're so good together i feel like mm-hmm. um just kind of it's not like a triangle offense but the way they play one side of the court like it just it flows so nice so i want to see more and more of that i wanted the passing to keep going but he kind of became a ball hog late in the game shooting a couple threes and going for a layout that looked nasty other than that it was a good game it just seemed like he kind of got in his head a little bit later in the game and which is like i thought he would kind of move past that by now but you know, he'll have those games once in a while where Monty needs to be like, hey, chill out a little yeah, bit. Yeah, Come yeah, on, set, just set, chill set, out a little bit,
0: man. You need to settle down. All right, Los Suns asked a great question. Is it safe to say the campaign's back, Matthew? Not yet. Give me like two months. Bingo. Two I months. I completely agree. I think that we're seeing flashes of campaign, the same campaign that we saw in the Orlando bubble and in that 2021 playoff run. I We're, we're seeing the flashes. He's quick he's he's fast he's effective he's got the energy uh everything that we want from campaign but i can't take it over a six game sample size i need to see it for like two months like if new year's comes around or even christmas comes around and campaign is is putting up you know the the efficiency if he, 12 points you know five to six rebounds in the minutes he's playing and he's doing so in an efficient manner like yeah hell yeah he's back and this team the backbone of this team is the is going to be the bench as it has been so far so is he looking great absolutely i'm not going to discredit him in any way shape or form is he back yet i don't know if he's back all the way yet because we need to see it consistently too emotional yeah needs to To know yet Uh, yeah we just need to see it it's going to take a little bit of time anything we missed from your notes matthew
1: uh let me go through them actually really quick uh you know what Shamit's just looking amazing i feel like well let's give him a drop then I can
0: say is Sham. Wow. Landry Shamit tonight coming off the bench as per usual. 15 minutes. He had 10 points on three of six shooting, which included two of five from Beyond the Arc, two of four from the free throw line. Uh, he did have two steals as well, one assist and one rebound, Matthew.
1: Yeah, I mean he looks awesome. I think he just he looks like a different player this year. He really does. Like everything from his shot to his defense. I mean, his defense was pretty good last year. Defense is looking good. Uh, of course, there was shit talking going on between him and someone, too. Uh, I forget which one. I think it was Jabari Parker. And uh, But his game is just kind of like it's just more, I guess, it's evolved in a way, but I don't really know Shamit's career to really say, like, oh, he's evolving. Because I don't know what he looked like the year before last year. This is just a new Shaman. It just looks like a guy that is doing what he's supposed to be doing. Um, and it sucks cuz every time we talk about him, I say the same fucking thing. I feel like but that's how simple it has to be. That's, that's how simple his do, game dude. is. That's all he's got to do is do that.
0: Was that you <laughs> doing Forrest Gump? No, that's Queen Elizabeth.
1: Oh wait, she oh, passed away.
0: Oh, I'm sorry, geez, dude. Man, sorry, that's really actually rude. You're, you're Queen Elizabeth's ghost now. Wow. Yeah. No, you're right though. I mean, the way that uh he's been playing uh, more than acceptable. Exactly. Again, what we need from the guy, you know, come in, hit some threes, play some good defense. You know, do we want more from Shamit? I think we do. You know, I, I again, if he is a guy who's coming out and he is averaging, uh, you know, 12 points like that is a perfect world for the Phoenix suns, you know, currently to this point it, you know, he's just, he's not there. He isn't getting all those points. He's not getting all those shots off, but he does look more confident in his shots. Uh, And that's something that I felt like, you remember how we talk a lot, how last season he take just a lot of unbalanced three pointers, right? Falling away, falling, falling to the side, falling backwards, leaning into all the time last season. Like this year, he's really just squaring up and shooting. And there's no surprise that he's shooting a lot better because of it. So a hundred percent. I think that Landry Shamit looking really good so far.
1: Yep. And really quick. Next time we talk about Shaman, I swear I'll say something different. I, have, I feel like I have the same notes every pod. Got to switch it up, make it sound better.
0: The point gone? In, I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about Chris Paul, man. You know, 3 of 7 from the field. He's 0 of 4 from beyond the arc. 10 points. 15 assists. Like, this blueprint for Chris Paul has been fantastic. His usage rate is down, and I'm okay <laughs> with it. What, what? What's so funny?
1: Nothing. I just Chris Paul makes me laugh.
0: Sorry. Okay, <laughs> tell tell me why? Why does he make you laugh, Ice King or whatever?
1: He uh, every time he walks to the bench, I feel like he uh, he just looks like he's in pain or something or discomfort. Like, <laughs> every time he's done
0: playing, so it's, it's like me when I'm sitting around on the couch with a <laughs> sciatic nerve issue. I just always <laughs> look like I'm in pain.
1: Yeah. Yeah yeah it's,
0: it, it's like we're over at your sister's house today and i'm eating cake and even as i'm eating cake i'm just in pain i was like
1: oh. <laughs> so what what we do is when john comes over we just ignore him and put him in the corner
0: <laughs> just get on just like ignore him like oh yeah it's fine i just want to be ignored i, I wish <laughs> i, I was you do. i wish i was ignored to the point where i didn't have to go like, can i can I sit on the couch at home like i gotta drive all the way down there like shit my ass yeah. is killing me I know, um, dude. i love it but ten and fifteen for Chris Paul, man. I mean, that's we're talking about this next yes. stage of his career. This is exactly it. It's productive, it's beautiful, and it's painful. Apparently,
1: it's yeah, beautifully. Yeah, pain is beauty, right? And beauty is pain.
0: Beauty and is be- pain, and beauty is pain. The Suns jam session subreddit steakout. So there I was hanging out on the, on the on the Rockets subreddit in my disguise as you can see I didn't go as Forrest Gump I went as me John Suns fan <laughs> hanging out there just hearing what they have to say Hearing heard what they have to say and here's what some of the Rockets fans on their subreddit said uh quit being a pain in the ass you little rat-faced fuck That was their first observation of Cameron Payne. Uh, Oh, yeah. I was like, were they talking about (laughs) Payne? They're talking about, they wrote Payne in in Cameron Payne's, um, you know, the way that he spells it. And I thought that was pretty funny because, you know, he was one of those guys who was cooking him. And and then, and then, and then Jock Landell started to go off. Somebody said Landell is as weak as his hair. I'm like, huh. Huh.
1: Yeah. I don't know. Is he balding kind of in the back or no? No, he's, kind got of thinning? A, he's he's got
0: like a mohawk, he's got like a pho-hock. Yeah, no, but
1: it kind of looks like he's thinning a little bit in the back. I don't know. He's too tall to notice for yeah, some people.
0: No, 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 one will even notice. But then he started to cook more, and then somebody said, Jock dude cooked Sanguin, Garuba, and Jabari in the first half. And then somebody says, in quotations, why doesn't Sanguin Sengoon play more? Shangoon, right? It's Shangun. I think so, yeah. Shangoon for the uh the Rockets, he's a second year player. Tonight, he played 29 minutes. He had 16 points and nine boards. And the, a lot of the Rockets fans are talking about him because they, they don't know if they like him or not, right? Like, he's productive, but he's not really physical. He's more finesse. It's kind of like a DA thing, right? Like, he can put up numbers, but because he's not jamming it down, son's jam session it down, they're not necessarily <laughs> happy. So, yeah, somebody put, you know why doesn't shang play more? Meanwhile, some bum named Landell is 16 points at the half when he averages nine for the year. So they were kind of utilizing the Landell performance as a reason as to why, you know, he wasn't like, this is, this is the why. And this, like, tell me we haven't done this with DA in the past. It's like, DA man, you got to be a max player. DA man, you got to be a max player. And then like, he goes up against, I don't know. uh, Who's the kid in Orlando who played Wendell Carter. And then like Wendell Carter will cook him. And we're like, see, that's why not.
1: Yeah. Yeah, same same exact thing. So you're saying we're all the same, right? Yeah. We yes, are. Every fan base we're all the is eye the of same. One head.
0: Every fan base is the same. Um, and then they then a little bit of talk on their actual team. They didn't have a lot of bad shit to say about the Suns. That was the nice thing. Like typically oh, as as we've gone through and we've gone done these subreddit stakeouts, especially considering the teams that we've played thus far this season the Mavericks, the Warriors, the Clippers. Uh, the Pelicans, a team we played in the playoffs last year. Like these are teams that have a, a very special disdain for the Phoenix suns because they're, mm-hmm. they team. You know, these are teams that the Phoenix suns, three of the teams, uh, you know, we, we've played in the playoffs recently and the warriors, you know, we're a Pacific division rival. So they definitely have a lot of shit to say. The Rockets really didn't have that, but it was interesting to hear kind of how they were observing their team, much akin to how we would observe our team. Uh, somebody said, I'm so down on Jalen green lately. Looks exactly like the beginning mm. of last year. Bad news. And then somebody responded to that, and they said he's still struggling to leverage his athleticism for easy baskets. When he goes to the rim, he's not changing pace. He looks like Worstbrook out there, just charging ahead with no plan. We've seen him with more control than this, so I think it's entirely mental. He needs the coaching staff or a vet to tell him how to slow down and chill. And, like, what a great observation that person made. Right? Like,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Because how athletic
0: is Jalen Green, right?
1: But that's exciting. Then next year you could be like, oh, he switches speeds now. That's the most exciting thing to say about any player when they're young and they grow. It's, in like, it's like Booker. He's he's changing speeds. Yeah. Well, that, but- Th-
0: Thomas Donette says it. He says, sounds like a Suns podcast from 2018. Is yeah. that the truth? It is. It
1: is. Definitely, dude. That's the one thing you wait for. And then when you see it, you're like, oh, my God, it's awesome.
0: Yeah, it's, you know, it's like it's just funny how they say that. <laughs> uh, Knicks is another guy who they were absolutely fucking trashing in this. Uh, Desha- Deshaun Nix, 12 minutes, had zero points, 0 for 2 from the field, was a minus 6 in this game. And the observation, somebody said, is Nix are Ben Simmons? They've got the same, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing eyes.
1: Yeah, that sounds like the Suns from 2018,
0: too. Yeah, when we're talking about, like, Josh Benji. Jackson. Benji. Yeah, Ben
1: Ar- <laughs> That was Bender, hundred percent. Poor
0: dude. Yeah, Josh Jackson couldn't slow down at the rim. That was more of a Jalen Smith. Yeah, situation.
1: and he still doesn't. He, he still goes one speed to the side and throws it up off the glass.
0: Well, like even like campaign tonight when he had that one fast break, like even he knew to slow down and just get the layup and just try to kind of play it strategically. I thought that was yeah, you know, and That's then the, the la- exciting
1: part about watching these guys grow.
0: And then the last thing that one of the people said that I thought was kind of a, a good ending point for our subred stakeout. Somebody on the. Houston Rockets subreddit said, thank God we have the Astros. The Sun's Jam Session subreddit stakeout. I would change back into my Forrest Gump thing, but it's way too much of a pain in the ass to put hair back on. So uh, you're just going to have to look at me like this All for right. the rest of the podcast. I'm just like a- shrinking
1: over here. It's <laughs> Slowly. Hot. You're,
0: you're, you're melting. I'm just you're like, mel- uh,
1: yeah, I'm melting. <laughs> 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 That's
0: what it look like. Uh, let's get into the Jam Star. Jam Star of the Game. All right, Jamster, this is a reminder if you're watching along live on YouTube, hit that thumbs up button. If you're on Facebook or Twitter and you're watching, go to YouTube, hit that thumbs up button. If you're listening to this podcast, go to YouTube, hit that thumbs up button. Or you should subscribe, rate, and review, whatever you're doing. And let us know in the chat who your Jam Star of the Game is. Matthew. is it my turn
1: yeah happy birthday
0: happy birthday Booker. even happy birthday birthday booker i mean 30 points again looked fantastic landell's a close second because but it was him and landell in the second quarter that just kind of set the tone uh but it's definitely dem booker on his 26th birthday how far this kid has come how much i mean matthew you've known me the entire time pretty much dem booker has been on this team i used to fucking rag on this guy man i used to rag on him Uh, I used to have so many issues with his game because I thought there were so many holes in it to see him continue to improve to the point where it's like I watch him. I'm like, this is just like, he's so good. He's so fucking good. I'm so glad he's on my team Uh, easily for like this fifth time this season. He's my jam star of the game.
1: Yeah. I'm going to give it to him too. And I think it's because of the points. I think it's because he's getting to 30 points again. That's what we want. We're selfish. We want that. I think he earns it that for that reason. Otherwise, Jock is jock is always right there he's always right there especially playing big minutes man yeah Uh, 24 minutes well 23 and a half minutes tonight that's that's pretty cool filling in and uh booker happy birthday go out be woody and jesse tomorrow tonight whenever you're gonna go to downtown scottsdale have fun (laughs) you know and i I think booker i think he's really taking kendall away from that family more and more i think kendall's the one that is like more normal and that the whole team i mean that yeah, that whole family is just so involved with the elites and stuff. So it's just with all the Connie stuff going on and stuff, I always kind of worry like, oh, my, oh, his book, the next one's going to be broken. But I don't know how he's done it. I think he's just with the right Kardashians. So I don't know why I brought that up. I just, I just I've been, I thought of Kanye stuff going man. on.
0: He's book, that's why. Yeah, he's so chill, He's, huh? he, he's just different, man. He's different. Uh, next up for the Feeding Suns, Tuesday night against the uh, Minnesota Timberwolves. Four and three nice. are the Minnesota Timberwolves. They have beat the, who do they beat twice so far? They beat the Oklahoma city thunder twice and they've played the Spurs already three times and they've lost to them twice. So they're a very interesting team. Uh And, and any thoughts going into this game, you know, cause it's obviously good. go ahead.
1: I was going to say, it's going to be interesting. I really thought Anthony Edwards would be the guy to really step up and be one of like the, the guys that might be, um you know, uh, one of the top two guards in the all-star game. And now it's like kind of a weird start for him. I feel like there was comments made about him eating um, whatever he was eating. And, you know, currently now Towns talked about how he doesn't like him talking about that. Now Towns seems like the guy that's going to be the leader on the team, maybe, but now, now you kind of see in the box score, like how Gobert and, and Towns like Gobert's numbers are way down now at the past mm-hmm. two games. And Towns still has the numbers, but they're still losing. And I thought Edwards would be that leader maybe, but he's not man. So I don't, I don't know what's going on with this team. I think they had got to kind of even out before the trade deadline or something's going to happen.
0: Yeah. I mean, you look at tonight, uh, Carleton Towns had 26 points and 11 rebounds, but he was a negative 22 on the game. Rudy Gobert to your point, nine and 12, uh, Anthony Edwards had 18 points. Dilo, you know, 10 points. Uh, they're their team that on paper looks great, but they're yeah. still trying much akin to the Clippers. They're a team that's real, still trying to figure out their chemistry because when you take Colonel Anthony Towns, who's your five, and you move him to the four, and then you put Rudy Gobert in the middle of that, like there's gonna be some ad- adjustment time, and they're still in the adjustment time. So it'll be interesting to see how they play uh, the Phoenix Suns, because obviously they're gonna have size against the Suns. Bismack Biombo, you can't go out and get in foul trouble like you did today. Uh, and Jack L- Jock Landell, you can't come in behind and get in foul trouble because you know if Torrey Craig's playing center because we get are in too much foul trouble, like we we will be in trouble because they will take advantage of that interior. So I'm interested to see how it goes on on Tuesday night, but I do think that the Phoenix Suns win that game.
1: Yeah, it's going to be tough because, I mean, they give out 17. The Suns, they give up 17 offensive rebounds tonight. Um, It's probably going to happen again next game. Um, The shooting from the Wolves, I don't know how good it is. I mean, you do have Towns. Um, D'Lo, he's so hit and miss, and he's more miss than he's hit. Anthony Edwards is not very good from anywhere but by the rim right now. So, if they can hit their shots like the Timberwolves' second chance shots, then it's going to be tough for the Suns. But like tonight, when the Rockets really couldn't get those second chance points, then it kind of helps. So that's going to be the thing, man. If they can just, they're going to give up offensive rebounds. But if the Timberwolves just miss those, that might just be the game.
0: Yep, 100%. And know that the Timberwolves, they're currently uh, fourth in the NBA in pace. They're a team that likes to get out and run. So that's going to be a contrasting style against the Phoenix Suns because we're typically one of those teams that likes to play with a slower pace. We're 24th in the league in pace played. So it's kind of like the Rockets tonight, like the Phoenix suns for instances were getting out and they were playing with the pace that the Rockets were playing with. And they were allowed to dictate the pace because the, the the Rockets are fifth in the league in pace. But once the Phoenix suns kind of slowed down and said, Hey, we're going to impose our will. We're going to play our brand of basketball. Then they took over that game and they ultimately won in the fourth with the Minnesota Timberwolves, they have a lot more talent on both sides of the court. And again, if they're trying to play with that pace, it'll be interesting to see how the Phoenix Suns respond. Can they keep up, or are they going to try to slow them down? Ultimately, I think that's what's going to determine uh, who wins that game on Tuesday.
1: Yep, and uh, Nicholas Tan asks, how would Jock and Sarch look playing together? You know, we'll never know, because Sarge will never play. So. Yeah,
0: uh, <laughs> we'll let you know after he gets traded to the Brooklyn Nets for KD straight up. Because aren't the Nets, like, <clears throat> have the Nets won happen, what, one game?
1: Yeah. They're They're, I mean
0: they're one in five and the Lakers just won tonight. So they're one and there's just wow
1: the media thing too, both sides. Like there's the thing with Kyrie where it's always Kyrie's
0: just oh oh. yeah. I mean just when you think it can't get any worse with Kyrie Irving, he figures out a way to make it worse.
1: Well okay, the thing is with Kyrie though, he's not I told before the season started, I'm like, this guy's not into playing basketball really. Like he plays it as a job now. But it's not the focus. So things like he's doing right now that are hurting the team, he doesn't really care. It's not like he's a no. selfish thing, but he's just trying to prove points. He's on his his own agenda right now, he's like and I'm Kanye not against right it. Now,
0: he's like what? He's like Kanye right now. Yeah, and I'm not he's against like- it. I'm not against what he's
1: doing or what he's saying. Some of the stuff he says is is true to me, but it's just like if he's gonna go out there and keep doing that, that hurts the team. If you're focused on basketball, that's all that matters to you is winning. Like Kevin Durant, you can't be on that team. So the trade should happen soon.
0: Yeah, I'm with uh, Nikki Tan in the chat. Kyrie is forever delusional. I don't agree with a lot of things that he's saying. Because again, see, he's like Hannah Montana right now. He wants the best of both worlds. He's sitting there, he's getting arguments with people because they're like, you know, he's like, hey, listen, I'm, I, I'm a professional athlete. I have a platform, so I'm going to use it. And then they're like, well, why are you promoting anti-Semitism? He's like, well, what do you mean promoting? He's like, well, you're putting it out there on your social media. He's like, oh, well, I'm a human just like everybody else. Like the guy... He's just, he he's trying to justify things he's doing. Uh, and it's, it's kind of like Kanye too. It's just, I don't know. It's very weird. Well, it's hard. It's hard
1: here. to get your point across when, the, when it's a media. And I understand like what he was saying. He was saying it wasn't anti-Semitic because he was doing the Alex Jones thing. And it was yeah. a thing from a long time ago. The thing is, he's going to put little, he's going to put stuff out there for attention. And when it comes back to him and he's hit, he's hit with that question, he'll answer it, but he won't go into detail of, anything else and i don't know if they're delusional or not dude this whole world is honestly delusional and a lot of us got to wake the fuck up so well
0: i just i just think that with great power comes great responsibility and you have to respect that responsibility and he doesn't respect that responsibility he wants to be normal just like everybody else but he doesn't at the same time you know he wants to get paid millions and millions of dollars to play a game but at the same time like he wants to be normal like everyone else it's like dude you got to pick your poison, man. Like, stop playing the fucking game. Then go do what Kanye's doing. Go around the fucking country and tell everyone how, how you feel. And, well, and, they and all lot They back both lost a lot
1: of money last year. He lost a ton of money not playing any games. So. Oh yeah,
0: yeah. I'm just saying. Like, I don't.
1: It's hard to know with these guys. You just have to have a good Joe Rogan three hour podcast to talk about it.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, on that note, I think we're going to go ahead and fuck. Get out of here. Uh, again, happy Halloween to everybody. Be safe tomorrow if you're hanging out down in downtown Scottsdale with uh, Devin Booker and, and Kendall Jenner. Say what's up. Tell them the Suns Jam Session podcast says hello. Make sure you he follow is. us on Twitter, at Suns Jam, on Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram. You can follow me, at Darth Voida. You can follow Matthew. at Matthew. Let's see. And we'll be coming to you live once again on Tuesday after the Suns play. The Minnesota Timberwolves. Have a great night, everybody. Have another Dr. Peppa.
1: Go home and love your Kanye's. No. <laughs>